Hey folks, Armin Hammer here, and today we're going to be talking about the 2020 CrossFit Games rulebook, which was just released, and it has quite a few interesting updates compared to last year. Let's get to it. So first off, the 2020 CrossFit Games season is not much different than the 2019 CrossFit Games season. The Open is still going to serve as a direct qualifier for both national champions and the top 20 worldwide. Invites are gonna go to the winners of the 28 sanctional events that are taking place between November and July. And the age groups are still going to be qualifying for the CrossFit Games through the age group online qualifier, which is going to take in the top 200 in each division and only send invites out to the top 10 through the AGOQ. With that said, here are a few things that have been changed going into the 2020 season. For example, the rulebook now explicitly allows outside events, whether they're sanctioned events, licensed events, or non-licensed events, to use the open results as part of their qualification. Now, I really don't think that there was any mechanism in place that prevented this previously. It wasn't really common practice, but there wasn't anything that was stopping events from doing this in the past. Now they've just explicitly allowed for it in the rulebook. Uh, also, they have added in backfilling for national champions. So now if a national champion is on a games qualified team roster, so if they either qualified for the CrossFit Games on a team or if they have been added to the roster of a CrossFit Games qualified team, then CrossFit will backfill to the second place in the uh, national champion race. Also, they have added explicit backfilling for teams. So if a team has already earned a spot to the CrossFit Games or it gets disbanded after its qualification, then they're going to backfill. Now that was something that we actually saw happen at the 2019 CrossFit Games season, but they've actually specifically added added that into the language of the rulebook for the 2020 season. I think they're just trying to cover all their bases with some of these. Um, the only real big change among those is the fact that they're now going to backfill national champions if a national champion ends up on a games team. There are two very big meaningful changes to the open and the open leaderboard. The first has to do with an affiliate ranking and the second has to do with the video review system. So let's talk about the affiliate ranking first. So starting with the 2020 CrossFit Games Open, there's now going to be an affiliate leaderboard on the leaderboard. So you can actually kind of, I guess in a drop down menu, pick the affiliate leaderboard to see it. And it's gonna rank affiliates based off of their members' performances throughout the Open. And the election of what affiliate you're a member of, well, that just happens when you register for the Open. It asks you whether you're a part of an affiliate or unaffiliated, and if you say you're part of an affiliate, then you're gonna count towards that affiliate scores. So here's where this gets interesting, because an affiliate leaderboard can be used for a lot of different things. And CrossFit specifically says that they're going to use the affiliate leaderboard to recognize top affiliates. And that can mean a whole bunch of stuff, but we've seen that type of recognition happen in the past with, you know, fittest in your state, or fittest in your country, you know, I suspect they're gonna use a framework kind of like that for recognizing top affiliates, maybe even for like, you know, the largest affiliates uh, who have the most members participating, that sort of thing. However, it also states that, quote, currently being a top affiliate does not qualify teams for subsequent competition. And using the word currently kind of insinuates that maybe down the line there will be some sort of subsequent competition for affiliates to actually qualify for through this affiliate leaderboard. Obviously, the question is, what does subsequent competition mean when it comes to the affiliates? Now, I know for a fact 
that CrossFit is uh, really happy with how the super teams are formatted and have come together for the games, but also a little bummed out that the regular affiliates that were sending teams to regionals are missing out on that sort of community building of putting a team together, supporting that team, and then having that team go compete and represent the affiliate. So there has been talk of potentially building the affiliate cup into another type of event and I don't really know what that ends up looking like, whether it takes place at the CrossFit Games, whether it takes place at uh, some sanctional and it moves around from sanctional to sanctional, whether it's even something that would happen in person. Maybe the, uh, the Open gets the top affiliates on the affiliate leaderboard and then they have another online competition later on in the season. I don't know. At this point, I just know that CrossFit has thrown around the idea internally of potentially supporting affiliates in an affiliate cup, an actual affiliate cup, again in the future. Now the second big thing we have to talk about is the open review system, a system that has just been trying its darndest to ensure some sort of fair competition when it comes to online qualifiers, whether it's the open or other events. And this is something that has been the target of a lot of criticism ever since there's been any sort of online competition because honestly, it's not that hard to cheat it. And we've seen that happen in the past. We've seen a lot of different penalties handed out by CrossFit in the past. And there are a bunch of different solutions. For example, uh, one like more technologically savvy solution that is being adopted by a bunch of different sanctioned events for the 2020 season is that Proof has come up with uh, time stamping, an uneditable time stamp that gets put into videos that are submitted during the uh, online qualifiers for sanctionals that are working with them in this process. And what that time stamp does is it tells you uh, with definitive proof that the athlete did the workout within the window of the you know time frame between its announcement and the submission. So it kind of gives you a chance to at least know for a fact that the athletes did the workout at that time and didn't sort of like know it beforehand and do it beforehand or, or redo the workout, you know, a couple weeks later after the video was submitted. Now that, that is like more of a technologically savvy uh, a solution to this problem. HQ's solution is to be much more rigid and strict with who it's asking videos of and how many videos it's asking for. What I mean by that is that starting with the first week of the 2020 Open, HQ is gonna require the top 40 overall in the men's and women's division to submit videos for review. And what this does is it gives both HQ's internal review team as well as the external public review system a lot more athletes to look at as well as a much deeper look at all of their performances because that top 40 shifts a lot as the weeks move on so you're going to get more videos from the people who like perennially stay in the top 10 and you're going to get more and more athletes that may end up as a national champion or may end up in a backfill spot submitting at least some videos. And this is on top of the video request that they do later before they lock the leaderboard after the five weeks of the open are actually wrapped. So what we're gonna be seeing is a much more comprehensive look at the actual competitive uh, workouts and the submitted results that the best CrossFitters in the world are putting into the open. Now how they're actually penalizing bad score submissions through this video review system is actually changing a little bit as well. They've changed the language 
for what constitutes minor penalties and major penalties. It used to have a number attached to it. One to four no reps was a minor penalty. Five plus no reps was a major penalty. Now they've changed it to a small number of no reps or a significant number of no reps is what constitutes a minor versus major penalty. And I think that's important because you know, not every rep is the same thing. One double under and missing one double under is very different than, for example, missing a muscle up or doing five feet less on a handstand walk. And those generally are the measures that they use, right? Like five feet of handstand walking is one rep and so is one double under. And it, I think if you look at it that way, right, one double under is one rep and so is one deadlift at 315. Those are very different things, and I think the penalties that are associated with each of those things should be considered differently. So they're allowing for this idea that some reps are more valuable than other reps, some reps are easier to miss than other reps, some reps get counted more heavily towards penalties than other reps do, and I think that's important. It also explicitly allows, and this was new to the rule book, it allows CrossFit to actually assess penalties per movement. So what we've seen in the past, the, the Devin Ford example actually from last year is, is a really good example for this. The Devin Ford example was he was uh, a qualifying spot through the open. He got a video review request for uh, one of the workouts after the open. It was the lunge, step up, handstand push up, handstand walk workout, right? And he submitted the workout based off of the rules that they're given, which is at that point of the video review process, they just request some video. It doesn't have to be the exact video. So he, he redid the workout and submitted the video. However, there were a lot of problems in that video. The lunges didn't look like it was the right distance. The step up range of motion wasn't quite there. The handstand push up range of motion was not meeting the standards. The handstand walk distance also looked like it was a little short. But CrossFit only penalized based off of missed reps on one of the movements. Now, the rulebook allows CrossFit to assess penalties on each and every movement in a workout, which means that if you have a minor penalty in your missed double-unders, but a major penalty because you only did five muscle-ups instead of 15 muscle-ups, they can assess two different penalties for the same video, for the same workout. And that's important. It just gives a much bigger uh, breadth of consequences and also ideally, I don't know if this will actually be in practice, but also ideally a much more surgical tool with which to assess penalties. Now the last thing worth actually talking about with this updated rulebook has to do with CrossFit's drug testing policy. They've added in language that says that they will announce every single violation of that drug testing policy, which is a change from the previous wording that said it was at their sole discretion whether they announce results or not. Now, no one's asking for all the medical information from these athletes and their samples and their drug tests to be published. However, CrossFit's drug testing policy, I've been really critical of it, specifically because of how opaque the system is. We never really had any insights. And while this doesn't exactly create a very open and and you know clear system for us to know who's getting tested, how often they're getting tested, and what the results of those tests are, it is a step in the right direction because there's actually a commitment there 
that we're going to hear about every violation of the drug testing policy. Remember folks, there's a whole lot going on in our sport and it's easy to miss some of the most interesting and exciting stories. That's what I'm here for and I hope you guys enjoyed this video. If you did, you can you know like it, share it, subscribe, tell your friends about it. If you want to support the channel, you can go to armandhammer.tv. Got some great merch up there and uh, this weekend is going to be your last shot at getting some of that merch. The Sneaky Fit shirts, Sneaky Fit tanks, BRP stuff, it's all up there for this weekend only. Starting on the 3rd of September, the site is going to not sell any more stuff for a little bit. We're actually gonna be sort of revamping some of the things that we're selling and come back out with some more very, very cool designs in mid-September, so I hope you guys are you know, looking forward to that as much as I'm looking forward to it. And if you wanna support the channel even more directly, you can go to armandhammer.tv slash support, sign up for a subscription, very cutely themed, either $21.15 or $9 a month. That money directly goes to creating content. I have a lot of very cool stuff in plans for the rest of this season. You guys are maybe gonna get a taste of that coming up in the next couple weeks. I hope you guys are pumped about it. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I'll see you guys next time.